If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Welcome, it is Verdict with Senator Ted Cruz, Ben Ferguson with you. A massive news day with impeachment and Kevin McCarthy announcing that the Republicans in the House are going to move forward. We're going to do a very deep dive into that, explain everything that's happening and what's going to happen in the days and weeks and months ahead. But before we get to that, Senator, there was also some other shocking news, and that is that the House was informed, Congress was informed on the anniversary of 9-11 that there was going to be a prisoner swap with Iran. And, oh, by the way, we're going to send them, basically allow them to get their hands on $6 billion that they had in assets. This is a terrible move, in my opinion. I want to get your take on this. It's shocking this happened, especially notifying Congress on the anniversary of 9-11. Well, it's outrageous and it's dangerous. On, On September 11th, I was in New York City. Uh, I was at the fire station that lost the most firefighters at Ground Zero. Fifteen firefighters from the station I was at never returned, and and I had the opportunity to speak at a memorial and to thank the families that were grieving those, those heroes. And I pointed out, you know, the word hero is used cheaply a lot of times to refer to athletes, to refer to musicians, hero doesn't apply to any of them the men who charged in to burning buildings knowing they were headed to certain death they are heroes and it was really an extraordinary honor to to give tribute to them and to try to try to tell the story for young people of what happened on september 11th while we're there remembering joe biden couldn't bother to show up but to add insult to injury Joe Biden announces that he's given $6 billion to the Ayatollah, a radical Islamic theocrat who regularly chants death to America and death to Israel. The $6 billion is in exchange for five Americans. On top of that, there are another five Iranians that are being released. At this point, they have not publicly said who they are, of what they've done. I'm sure it's bad, because if it weren't bad, they would, they, they would have told us already. There are lots of reasons why this is wrong, one of which is this money, the $6 billion, will go directly to fund terrorism. This money... Oh, no, no. The Biden administration promised us, their words, this will only go for humanitarian 
uh, issues. They were saying this $6 billion will never be used for anything bad at all. What's even worse than that is the lie is the Iranian president came out and said, no, 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 we'll spend the money from the prisoner swap how we want. In other words, screw you, Biden. You're lying to the American people about it, and we'll do whatever the hell we want with the money. The exact quote from Iran's president was that the funds will be used, quote, wherever we need it. And it is a metaphysical certainty this money will be used to fund terrorism. Why? Because Iran is the leading state sponsor of terrorism in the world. That Americans will be murdered, Israelis will be murdered. And it's not just $6 billion, because they're also refusing to enforce sanctions, which collectively is tens of billions or even hundreds of billions of dollars to fund terrorism. This is part of a secret nuclear deal. The Biden administration doesn't want to take a nuclear deal to Congress because they know they can't get it through Congress. So they're doing it in secret. And on top of that, this creates an incentive for every tin pot dictator in the world to seize more Americans. They're setting the going rate at one point two billion per American hostage. More Americans will be taken hostage because of this. And to do it on the anniversary of 9-11 is disgusting and it's dangerous. There was something else in here, Senator, that really shocked me. In, in, in all of the most recent prisoner swaps that we've had, we knew who we were trading and who they were and what they had done. Uh, whether it was Brittany Griner in Russia, we knew that we were trading the merchant of death. Uh, whether when it was Bo Bergdahl, we knew the people that we were trading, uh, for example, in Afghanistan. And we knew their resume of terror, what they'd done. I can't find anywhere, and I want to know as a member of Congress, have you been briefed on who the five Iranians are that they're getting back, and and what the hell have they done? So I have not. Uh, I assume that at some point we will be, and I also assume at some point uh, the, the names and what they did will be made public. I very much hope so. But this is profoundly dangerous. When you funnel billions of dollars to theocratic homicidal maniacs, you endanger lives, and it is tragically a certainty that Americans will die because of this decision from the Biden administration, and to do it on the anniversary of 9-11 shows really a complete a lack of awareness of the magnitude of the threat. To be clear, and I think this goes back to 9-11, Iran killed more or helped kill more and, and dismember more Americans with roadside bombs and giving safe haven to terrorists after we invaded Iraq and Afghanistan than any other country in the Middle East. By far, not even close. And we just gave them money that they can do, in their words, whatever they want to do with it. Six billion dollars. Is there any way that Congress can stop this, or is this a straight-up executive decision and that's it? Well, I'm going to fight for Congress to stop it, but let's be clear. Chuck Schumer and the Democrats will stand with Biden and stand with Iran against America and against our Israeli allies. We're going to keep trying to get answers to these questions, obviously, and we'll keep you updated on it. I do want to deal with, obviously, the massive story of the day that is taking in the headlines, and that's exactly why we wanted to make sure you knew what was going on with Iran, and that is with impeachment. We are moving forward with impeachment on the House side. Kevin McCarthy has come out announcing that. Uh, this podcast started with the first impeachment. Did you ever imagine, Senator, that we would be sitting here on this podcast now looking like we're going into a third impeachment when you started this show originally? It really is hard to believe. It's not impeachment number one. It's not impeachment number two. It's impeachment number three of the president, mind you. Not not even impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas, not impeachment of Merrick Garland. It is the House has formally opened its impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. And, and what I want to do in this podcast is 
really do a deep dive into what that means and, and where things stand because it's a big deal. This announcement is a big, big deal. It is consequential, and it's important listeners to verdict. You know already the details of what's happening, but, it, but it's worth breaking down the argument so that you understand it because I guarantee you tomorrow at work, tomorrow at school, people are going to be asking about it. Family members are going to be asking about it, and you're going to want to know. Now, one of the best ways to, to assess just the magnitude, the mountain of evidence that has come out, and, and listen, I've been calling for the House to open impeachment inquiries for months. I, I think the evidence long ago cleared that threshold, but they've finally done it. It's worth reviewing the bidding in terms of Joe Biden's explanations. Explanation number one that he made on the campaign trail repeatedly, that he made as president repeatedly, is he said he had never discussed, not even once discussed, with Hunter Biden his overseas business dealings. That was explanation number one. There was a minor problem. It was a flat-out, bald-faced lie, and it was demonstrably disproven, uh, including by Devin Archer saying some 20 times Joe would call in to talk to, to Hunter's overseas business partners. So then, explanation number two was Joe Biden was not in business with his son Hunter in his corrupt overseas deals. Now, that's very different from I never discussed it, but they realized they couldn't defend that, so he wasn't in business. So they've run away from not in business anymore. That's no longer defensible because it's clear the entire business was selling favors from daddy. So Talking point number three, which you're seeing multiple Democrats use word for word, you're seeing the media use word for word, is there is no direct evidence of Joe Biden's involvement, of Joe Biden's corruption. Now, at the outset, that throws Hunter overboard. I think the Democrats have realized, all right, Hunter is crooked as the day is long. We can't defend this guy. So Hunter to heck with him. But there's no direct evidence of Joe. I want to break that down because that is false and it's a lie and it's every bit as false as Biden never discussed it or wasn't in business with it. But let's take the no direct evidence and explain why it's wrong. Let me start by explaining what direct evidence is. So that's the kind of lawyer word that you see people use that, that, that if you're not a lawyer, you're like, well, what, what does that even mean? Right. Yeah. So. In a court of law, there, there are two types of evidence that are typically relied on to prove a factual matter. Number one is direct evidence. Number two is circumstantial evidence. Direct evidence is evidence that goes directly to a factual matter in dispute. Circumstantial evidence is based on the circumstances you can draw an inference that leads to the factual matter in dispute. All right, what does that mean? Let me give an example. If you go to bed tonight and you look out the window and the street is dry and clean and you wake up in the morning and you look out the window and the street is covered in snow, that is circumstantial evidence that it snowed last night. Um, it's pretty damn good circumstantial evidence. <laughs> yeah, there's snow. But you were drawing the inference from seeing the snow on the ground that it snowed last night. Now, if you bring in a witness who stayed up all night who said, Ben, I saw it snow last night. 
that would be direct evidence. The most common type of direct evidence is eyewitness testimony saying, I saw this happen. Now, one of the lies right at the heart of the no direct evidence is so what? It's not true, but but before I get to not true, so what? People are literally convicted of crimes every day based on circumstantial evidence. They are sentenced to jail every day based on circumstantial evidence. So the, the, the modifier direct is how they're getting, getting around the mountain of evidence we've got. But, but I want to tell you how the statement, there is no direct evidence, is a lie. And anytime a Democrat says it, anytime the media says it, you know they're lying. But first, let me tell you about our friends over at Patriot Mobile. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. The team at Patriot Mobile does amazing work every time you pay your bill. And you get amazing nationwide coverage. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. Did you know that Big Mobile actually gives massive donations to Planned Parenthood? Well, that's why you should switch to Patriot Mobile, because not only are you sending a message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes, but when you pay that bill, a portion of your bill goes to support those causes. They also have a 100% U.S.-based customer service team making switching easy. So keep your same cell phone number that you have now. Keep your same phone or upgrade to a new one, and their team will help you find the best plan for you and your needs. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash verdict. That's PatriotMobile.com slash verdict or 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use the promo code verdict. That's PatriotMobile.com slash verdict or 878-PATRIOT. So, as I mentioned, there are at least two significant pieces of direct evidence of, of Joe Biden's involvement in corruption. Piece number one. The heart of the allegations against Joe Biden is bribery, that he solicited and received bribes from foreign oligarchs. Uh, you'll recall, and we've talked about this before on Verdict, that the essence of bribery is quid pro quo, Latin for this, for that. And for bribery, you need to show the official action that was taken, that's the quo, the money or thing of value that was given, that's the quid, and that the two were connected, that's the, that's, that's the pro. Well, one of those elements, the official action, is conclusively proven by Joe Biden in his on-camera admission to the Council of Foreign Relations, where he described how he flew to Ukraine, he held a billion dollars of federal tax uh, federal loan guarantees hostage and demanded that the Ukrainian government fire Viktor Shokin, who was the prosecutor who was prosecuting the Ukrainian oligarch. And Joe Biden, as we all know, as we played on this show many <laughs> yeah. times, says, son of a bitch. Yeah. They fired him. And well, he was grinning, by the way, because oh, he, he was like he, he was so prideful. And it was the arrogance of that moment. Yes. It was like he couldn't help himself. It was like, this is how powerful I was. I could go over to Ukraine and tell them who to fire and I could own them while it was happening. And, and if you watch that video, 
when I see it, it actually makes me angry because it was it, it, it was a glimpse into the abuse of power that Joe Biden was willing to wield around the world on a litany probably of issues. And now we know why he was doing it. It was for the money and for the Biden crime family. That's exactly right. But of the elements of bribery, Joe Biden's confession on tape is direct evidence that he committed one of the critical elements of bribery. Now, we don't yet have direct evidence of every element of the crime, but we have direct evidence of one of the most critical critical aspects of, of, of the crime, which is the quo that Joe Biden has admitted, and that is unequivocally direct evidence, and it's pretty damn compelling direct evidence. There's a second very clear instance of direct evidence, and that is Hunter Biden's WhatsApp message to the Chinese communist official, and I want to read it to you again. Hunter Biden texted, quote, I am sitting here with my father, and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Tell the director, I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand. And now means tonight. And Z, If I get a call or a text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. That's a shakedown. Now, that is direct evidence. That is a written text sent by Hunter Biden that is direct evidence that he and his father are shaking down a Chinese communist official. It's not circumstantial. It is direct evidence. Now, it is possible that direct evidence is false, just as if if Hunter Biden came into court and testified, my father and I shook down a Chinese communist official he could be lying. Yeah, he could be, yeah, but I, I doubt it. You, you, you could you could <laughs> impeach his credibility. You could say he's lying, but it is direct evidence. Direct evidence doesn't necessarily mean that it is true. Sometimes direct evidence is false, but that's not only direct evidence. It's pretty damn compelling direct evidence. So, I promise you, in the next week, you will see multiple Democrats and multiple yabbering puppets in the corporate media say there's no direct evidence. You know, there's no direct evidence. The AP will say the allegations of corruption against Joe Biden, of which there is no direct evidence, and they'll state it as a fact, and it is a lie. Every time they say it, they're lying because those two are serious pieces of direct evidence. I'd like to take a moment and have a real heart-to-heart with you. If you're able right now, place your hand over your heart. Can you feel it? That's your heartbeat telling you that you're alive. It's the same for a preborn baby. Their heart begins to form at conception, and at just three weeks, it's already beating. At five weeks, a baby's heartbeat can be heard on ultrasound. And that's why we've partnered with Preborn, because we need to help these precious babies. Every day, Preborn's networks of clinics rescue 200 babies from abortion. When a mother with an unplanned pregnancy meets her baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, it's a divine encounter. That doubles a baby's chances at life. And by six weeks, the eyes are forming. By 10 weeks, a baby is able to suck his or her own thumb. 
And for just $28, you could be the difference between life or death of a child. All gifts are tax deductible, and I want you to donate. All you have to do is just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby. You can also donate securely at preborn.com slash verdict. That's preborn.com slash verdict or pound 250 and say the keyword baby. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let me ask you about not only that, but let's connect this to suspicious activity reports. Is this the type of stuff that will come out in impeachment when they go through it as saying, hey, we can connect the quid pro quo. We can connect these these audio recordings. We can connect the president's words to these financial bank records and all of the bank records that James Comer on the show. If you missed the podcast we did with him, go back and listen to it. Jim Jordan, the same thing. They have so much evidence with the suspicious activity reports and the cash going to the Biden crime family members, right? We know direct payments were going to, to multiple Biden family members. Is that where this could be so damning to this president could put his presidency at risk? Absolutely, yes. And, and let me underscore, if you didn't listen to our two-part series with James Comer, you ought to go back and listen to it because we walk through at length. Now, everything you just listed is circumstantial evidence. And I want to take a minute because there's a ton of circumstantial evidence. And, and all of the smarmy people on, on TV who are saying no direct evidence, they're pretending like direct evidence is the only kind of evidence that exists. So, Ben, if there's a dead body and with multiple gunshot wounds. <laughs> and I love how I'm always the bad guy in these scenarios. Have you noticed this? Like everybody, I'm always the bad guy here. I'm ready for it. Keep going. Next to the dead body, it appears that the dead man with his bloody finger scrawled in the ground. <laughs> Ferguson did it. did it. Ferguson did it. Now, that's not actually direct evidence. Uh, and let's say, furthermore, that you're found at home covered in the man's blood with gunpowder covering your body and the murder weapon at your feet. Okay. None of that is direct evidence either. And you know what? You're going away for the rest of your life. I don't need any more evidence. Yeah. That evidence, bye-bye. Yeah, you win, I lose. Circumstantial evidence convicts people every single day. So what is the circumstantial evidence? Look, with James Comer, he walked through the suspicious activity reports over and over and over again, the massive number of suspicious activity reports, the more than 20 shell companies, that is circumstantial evidence. As we talk through with James Comer, you don't create shell companies unless it is to hide the source of cash. That is serious circumstantial evidence. The allegations in the FD 1023 from a confidential human source that the FBI had previously found reliable, who says that the Ukrainian oligarch told him that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden demanded $5 million each in order for Joe to f- get the, the prosecutor fired. Now, that's not direct evidence because the confidential human source doesn't know it directly. He's repeating what he says 
that, that, that the oligarch said, so that, that is hearsay, but it is circumstantial evidence and it is significant. The 20 plus million dollars that the House of Representatives has already documented that flowed into the Biden family to people, by the way, who by all appearances have no connection to foreign countries. It's just like, hey, I need your bank account and here's some money. And it's 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 (laughs) it must be nice. That's got to be a fun day. Like we haven't talked about that enough, Senator. The fact that you could just have the last name Biden and you and randomly you get like a text from Hunter, right? Or from Joe. It's like, hey, I need your bank account info. I'm going to send you over a hundred thousand bucks. Like that's got to be kind of cool. If you're in that situation where it's just like, hey, yeah, I'm a Biden. Now, every once in a while, this money just randomly shows up in my bank account with a random LLC because that's what they've been doing for years, if not decades. Well, yes, although it may not be all that cool because remember Hunter Biden in, in a 2019 text to his daughter complains about how his father, Joe Biden, made him give him, quote, half his salary. Yeah, half of everything. Yeah. Look, look, look the, 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 this is that that. Likewise, all of this piles to a mountain of evidence, both direct and circumstantial. Uh, and that mountain of evidence is, is serious, but there's something else, which is the cover-up. So let's go back to this hypothetical of the guy you whacked. And I don't know why you killed him. I, mean, he, he, I think he was a nice guy. I'm not sure he was, but I'm sure he was a nice guy. But we should, at the end of the year, just come up with all the possible crimes <laughs> as examples that I have committed in my in the last year on verdict and just turn it into a best stuff. Keep going. So if you're caught on film driving out on a bridge, <laughs> I need a legal defense fund now and flinging yeah. the gun over in, the bridge, over the bridge, into now, the water. Now, look, that doesn't prove if the gun is never recovered, that it's the murder weapon. But if it's the night of the murder. Yeah. And you're doing it really urgently. It's pretty strong circumstantial evidence that you are hiding evidence that 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 demonstrates your guilt. And in fact, you will see in a court of law, if a defendant destroys evidence, uh, a court can instruct the jury to draw a negative inference that that evidence would would have demonstrated would have been bad for them. Um. In this instance, we know that Joe Biden had multiple burner phones. We know that he had multiple fake emails, up to 5,400 of them in the National Archives. We know that he emailed Hunter Biden. We know that he emailed Hunter Biden about Ukraine. And we know also that two senior IRS uh, career employees have come forward as whistleblowers and have said the Biden administration engaged Number one, in lying to Congress under oath, a felony. Yep. And number two, in multiple instances of of obstruction of justice. And in particular, it's worth focusing on what was the obstruction of justice. Let's go back to the WhatsApp, to the message that that Hunter said. The IRS whistleblowers said they wanted to examine GPS data to determine, well, when Hunter sent that text, was daddy sitting next to him? There's an answer. It's either yes or no. Yeah. If it's yes... That is not direct evidence that Hunter was telling the truth, but it's pretty strong circumstantial evidence. And according to the IRS whistleblowers, the Biden DOJ said, no, 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 no. You cannot examine the GPS locations. They likewise said, no, you cannot ask anything about Joe. The fact that the Biden Department of Justice is willing to commit felonies, allegedly, according to the whistleblowers. Yeah. 
in order to prevent investigation into Joe's involvement is powerful evidence of Joe's significant involvement because just like throwing the gun off the bridge, you don't do it if you didn't do anything wrong. All right, let me ask you this question about this impeachment compared to the Trump impeachment. The first impeachment, and if you were the lawyer for Trump then, it was more about defending yourself. Uh, a friend of mine, Jay Sekulow, as you know, helped with that first impeachment and defended the president. It was more about a, a vigorous defense of the absurdity of what they were charging Donald Trump with. This is obviously completely different than that. This is a 180 from that. We knew that Russian collusion was crap. They knew it was crap. They knew how to defend it, and they defended him, I think, pretty well. This impeachment, if you were defending Joe Biden from a legal standpoint, what are your biggest concerns if you're having to meet with Joe Biden? And what are your biggest concerns for his presidency if you're meeting with Joe Biden from a legal standpoint that could come out in this impeachment that maybe has never been, you know, has come out either A, before you haven't had to at least answer questions for? Your biggest concern is, is all the evidence against you, uh, the direct evidence, the evidence that you basically admitted to one of the elements of bribery, the evidence, the text message that your son has been caught shaking down Chinese communist officials for millions of dollars and explicitly threatening that you're the one who would engage in retaliation that has tied you into it. That direct evidence is certainly troubling, but but all the circumstantial evidence would would trouble you as well. Um, And look, here's what the Biden White House is going to do. They're going to count on the corporate media to ignore that. They're going to count on the corporate media to echo their talking points. And there. not cover it like they did the Trump impeachments. Uh, it's to, to completely ignore it and, and, and refuse to address the facts. And, and every day you will see a night and day difference, not just between the Joe Biden impeachment and the Trump impeachments, but between the Joe Biden impeachment and the ridiculous Trump indictments. There is a world of difference, and we've discussed at great length on this podcast, the Trump indictments, which are political and partisan. In this instance, the evidence of actual bribery by the President of the United States is serious and severe, and there's not a single Democrat who who is willing to address the merits. They're counting on the press just to take their blanket uh, dismissals. Let me tell you about our friends over at Chalk. If you're a guy and you feel like you are losing your edge, maybe fatigue is sitting in and you're just sick and tired of feeling tired and you want to get back to that strength and vitality you used to have, well, then you need to check out Chalk, C-H-O-Q.com. Now, the problem is men's testosterone levels are off a cliff historically, now at an all-time low. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk are here to help real men just like you Take back and proudly maximize your masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. If you're sick and tired of feeling weak and complacent, you're tired of just sitting on the couch and feeling like you're just not who you are, you need to check out Chalk, C-H-O-Q.com. Now check out the male vitality stack. It will help you boost your testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. It's manufactured right here in the U.S. of A. I've been taking it for months. Chalk's natural herbal supplements are clinically proven to have game-changing effects on your energy, your focus, your mood. So 
Get off the couch and get back to feeling like you used to. Go to chalk, chalk.com. Use the promo code Ben for 35% off any Chalk subscription for life. Chalk.com. Use promo code Ben for 35% off. Senator, I want to ask you also an impeachment real quick about witnesses. Are there people that can now be called that may have to answer for their involvement, whether it's those of the DOJ, whether it's Hunter Biden, whether it's other Biden family members? Walk us through how an impeachment works when it comes to witnesses. Well, Merrick Garland is expected to testify before the House Judiciary Committee in the coming days, and he will certainly face significant questions about the allegations that he personally lied under oath and and committed a felony. Now, I assume he'll dodge all of them and defiantly and arrogantly refuse to engage in the substance. I also assume he will get questions about the allegations of obstruction of justice, and I expect Merrick Garland to not be remotely forthcoming. I, I think at some point you will see David Weiss called before Congress to testify. David Weiss has been directly implicated in the obstruction of justice, which is, I believe, why Merrick Garland named him the, quote, special counsel, because Garland and the Biden DOJ knew they could count on Weiss to protect the big guy, and that's their most important objective. Um, we've talked about how Schwerin, who was the, the kind of money guy and, and fixer for Biden, is a very likely witness and could be a very damning witness, and I would anticipate uh, seeing him come. Uh, and, and then we may well, I assume Hunter Biden, if he's called to testify, uh, will stonewall at this point the, the, the legal... What does that look like? When you say stonewall, like, what, is, that a, is it a tactic, or are you saying he just won't answer questions? Uh, my assumption is he'll plead the fifth. Okay, so he just come in and say, I plead the fifth, and that's the end of it. I, I assume that's the case, given the multiple felonies... Uh, and, and and the fact that, that even Dad's White House seems to be running away from him, um, I, 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 I would be shocked if Hunter Biden said anything else other than on the advice of counsel, I plead the fifth. I will say one other thing, which is this Biden impeachment is demonstrating the utter and complete hypocrisy of congressional Democrats. Let me read what, what Chuck Schumer said this week right after the House announced It's impeachment. Schumer said, quote, I think the impeachment inquiry is absurd. The American people want us to do something that will make their lives better, not go off on these chases, witch hunts. So Schumer is literally using Trump's language about witch hunts and and just repeating word for word what the defense was. Now, look, I think the Biden impeachments of Trump were witch hunts. Ironically, this is not. This is serious evidence that Congress would be derelict if it didn't investigate. Here, by the way, is a quote from from Democrat Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut. Quote, this is what banana dictatorships do, is arrest political opponents without any evidence. (laughs) Now, that's screamingly funny. Yeah. Given that the Democrats have arrested their political opponent like a banana republic. Yeah. But part of the reasons Democrats can be such total hypocrites is they know the corporate media will never call them out on it, that the corporate media will nod and say, yes, yes, banana republic, terrible, 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 terrible. No direct evidence, no direct evidence. And if you take nothing else from this podcast today, remember every time they say the words no direct evidence, they're lying. One other thing about this, and this is where people say, okay, we have this thing. It happens. 
let's say it is a big deal. Let's say there are some some some, you know, minds that the Democrats step on, the White House steps on. We still don't have the votes in the Senate to do anything about it, right? That's what they're gonna that's what people that are cynical and frustrated are gonna say about this. So how should we be looking at this impeachment? Is this should 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 people that are listening look at it from a standpoint of hey, we're getting the truth out there in a very big way about Joe Biden before he's running for re-election, and that can be extremely powerful. And and, and in other words, judgment day may be election day. Or should we look at it and be frustrated and cynical because like, well, even if we nail this thing in the House, it ain't going to pass the Senate, so he's not going to be impeached and lose his job over this. What mindset, what hat should listeners put on? So a little bit of both. Um, Listen, the cynicism is not misplaced. Senate Democrats and House Democrats do not care what evidence there is of Joe Biden being corrupt, of his soliciting and receiving bribes from foreign oligarchs. They don't care. Partisan politics trumps everything. To use my hypothetical, if the dead guy had scrawled in blood, Ferguson did it with (laughs) Joe Biden. Yeah. And Joe Biden walked out covered in his blood. Democrats would be like, nothing to see here. Remind people what the makeup of the Senate right now. Makeup of the Senate is 51 Democrats, 49 Republicans. All right. We've heard about some people maybe becoming independent. We've heard, you know, wishy-washy things about Joe Manchin, for example. Is there any scenario where the evidence could be so damning on the House side that you could you could flip two different people's people in the Senate? It wouldn't matter if you flip two because you need two thirds. You need 67. There you go. And, and right now we have zero. Right now, we have zero Democrats who, to the best of my knowledge, I'm not aware of a single Democrat who's even asked a skeptical question, who has even said, well, you know, if Biden did, in fact, solicit and receive bribes from foreign nationals, that would be a problem. No Democrat has even said that. And you contrast this to Richard Nixon. Listen, the reason Richard Nixon resigned in disgrace is Republicans turned on him. They turned on him when the evidence got overwhelming. And they had the two-thirds. And I don't believe... Democrats would ever, ever, ever turn on Biden because partisanship matters more than anything. But be that as it may, that does not mean that impeachment is a waste of time because it is the only way to put these facts before the American people. In in a sane and normal world, the Department of Justice would investigate and prosecute him. We'd get a special counsel uh, who was independent, who was consistent with the DOJ rules, was not an employee of DOJ, and actually would investigate and convene a grand jury and, and potentially prosecute these crimes. The Biden DOJ won't do that because it's the most partisan and political DOJ we've ever seen. But putting these facts before the American people is valuable nonetheless. But to be clear, a critical part of that is what we're doing right now on Verdict, which, which is the million people who listen to Verdict, all of y'all now have the information when you go and you're talking to your brother-in-law, you're talking to your coworker, you're talking to your classmate, and they say, well, you know, there's no direct evidence because that's the talking point they've heard. You now know how to refute that, and that is powerful. That has a multiplier effect, and, and, and it's how I believe ultimately you, you, you force accountability. I want to tell you about our friends at Augusta Precious Metals. You've been seeing what's going on in the economy. You've seen some of these bank failures. You've seen interest rates, for example, on loans hit a 21-year high for home loans right now. And a lot of people are wanting to protect their wealth, especially if you're in retirement or close to retirement. 
Well, let me tell you about Augusta Precious Metals. They do things differently when it comes to your IRA or your 401k and using a portion of it in gold to make sure that you are protecting your hard-earned dollars. Now, when you call Augusta Precious Metals, they actually do more than just send you an investor's guide on gold. It gives you background and understanding historical context to what gold has done over periods of time. They actually do a one-on-one web conference with each and every one of you to make sure that you understand how it could affect your retirement and how it can help you preserve your wealth. Check out Augusta Precious Metals. Go online to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. You can also call them and find out and get the investor's guide on gold. Now, you'll get to do the web conference. That doesn't cost you a dime. It's free to see if gold can help you with your retirement planning. 877, the number four, gold IRA. That's 877, the number four, gold IRA. Or online, AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Last question on this, and that is the politics of of overplaying your hand. I said on my podcast today, I always worry because I've you've noticed this in the polls. Biden poll numbers right now are not good, and the media seems to be telling more the truth about how bad the poll numbers are. and And the majority of Americans now say they do believe that Joe Biden was corrupt in some manner with his son in the business dealings. That's 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 significant. CNN yeah. even came out. Uh, PBS on Sunday they even had one of their commentators who said. I underestimated Joe Biden's involvement with Hunter Biden and the Biden family businesses. Is there a concern that if the Republicans play this too strong and don't take their time to lay out the evidence that this could backfire in the same way? And and again, I'm asking from a political standpoint that every time the Democrats indict Donald Trump, what happens? Republicans stand behind Donald Trump even more. They stay sending money. They support him. His poll numbers go up. Is there a concern that if Republicans don't nail this the right way, that this actually galvanizes people that maybe are wishy-washy on Biden and then it actually helps him stand up better than he is right now? Yeah, look, that 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 is conceivable. And and there's no doubt that the multiple indictments against Trump have added a lot of points, at least 10 points to his numbers in the primary, because Republicans have understandably gotten pissed off that it's obviously a political persecution. So that counsels that the Republican, the Republicans in the House need to proceed carefully. They need to be facts-based. They need to be evidence-based. They need to not have it appear political. Now, in today's world, there will be people who naturally assume it's political. But, but that, that is certainly a vulnerability to be aware of. Another vulnerability is at some point the Democrats and or the media might decide that that Joe Biden is too wounded and jettison him and try to parachute someone else in. I think that remains a very real risk. We're going to talk about that a lot more on the podcast, but not on this one. Yeah, there was an interesting article this week that mentioned five other names that came out all of a sudden of if Joe Biden doesn't run, who's this going to be? This is how this podcast started. You want to talk about full circle, but now it's times three, Senator. We're going to keep you updated on this. I can promise you. Don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe or auto download button, depending on which platform you're listening right now. Uh, In the days in between, make sure you listen to my podcast, the Ben Ferguson podcast. I'll keep you updated on the breaking news on in between days. Uh, And also our Saturday pod, our weekend review of things you may have missed later in each podcast. We put that together for Saturdays. So make sure you start checking that podcast out as well. And we'll see you back here in a couple of days. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick 
and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 